What up? This is Yinka Diz. Peace. This is Outlaw. And listen to the 80s Babies Podcast. And on today's episode, we're back again with another 15-year tribute. Yeah. And I have to say, I am very apprehensive about doing this 15-year tribute because this is for an artist that I respect. I just don't really care for. I, I don't care for this person's catalog. Yeah. But we're doing the the 15-year the tribute for Cameron's Purple Haze, released December 7th, 2004. And if yeah, I'm not yeah. mistaken... Cam has been doing like a promotional run Facts. for the 15 years. Is, is that is that correct? That's correct. All right. And so, you know, um, I mean, you've you just listened to it, so you you know some of the particulars. Um, Mizzle, who is the character on this on this uh, joint, who's I guess part fiend, part guy that helps them get their product off, um, right. is supposed to be somehow involved in this 15 year run that's going to happen. Um, what what date was the, was this released? December seventh. So around yes. December seventh is when they're going to do this uh, this fifteen year tribute brand. Now, is Mizzle an actual person, or was that just a character for this album? It's funny because that's what he was asked when Cameron said that he was going to do a promotional run for this, and Mizzle was going to be included. They were like, right. "Is Mizzle a real person, or is Mizzle just a character that you guys created for Purple Haze?" And he was like, "Yeah, Mizzle's our man." Like he didn't. He didn't give an actual, you know, is this a real person or is this a fake person? So I thought that was funny and cool that he, you know, <laughs> keeping the character okay. going. I, I I highly doubt that this was a real person, but that's just me personally. So. All right. Well, yeah, let's just go ahead and, and get into this. Why are we doing the 15-year tribute to this album? Uh, I'm not a big mm-hmm. fan of Cam, but yeah. maybe you have uh, some some more positive thoughts. Yeah, man. I mean, I I could get more into it in the Where Were You, but um, I think this album is important in the canon of Cameron. I think this is, you know, we talk about how artists kind of can put something out and then what they do next kind of plateaus them at a certain level. Um, We talked about how T.I. did did trap music and that was really dope. And then, you know, you have that kind of, even though that was his sophomore album, is he going to have the sophomore jinx? Like, can he do it again? Can he give us another great Mm -hmm. album? And then he gave us Urban Legend, which we did a 15-year tribute about. Um, And people were like, okay, T.I.'s here to stay. I think this was Cameron's, okay, Cameron's here to stay. Um, You know, he gave gave us uh, Come Home With Me. That record was really big. There were a couple of huge singles there. Um, you know, Dipset and Rockefeller was huge at the time. And then Purple Haze comes out and, you know, it like solidifies Cameron as this artist that's on that next level. So I should ask because you said that Cameron was here to stay. What did he do after this? Um, so I think he went away for a bit, right? Wasn't uh, his next, no, he did Kill a Season. So he did. Right. He did it. I'm seeing that's released May 16th, 2006. So right. A year and a half after this. He dropped this. There were several, um, you know, uh, I think Jewels had another project. Jim had a project. Dipset may have done something in this meantime, but they, they, were, do, they were really active on the scene. They dropped Killer okay. Season as an actual movie and CD in 2006. Oh, jeez. Um, but the hiatus was after Killer Season, so... Okay. Yeah. Alright. Well, if we're gonna use the TI comparison, mm-hmm. just humor me this. Yeah. Between the two of them, TI and Cameron, who do you think had the better career? <laughs> I, and I who don't has a better catalog of music. I know I, who you think has a better catalog of music, but who do you think has a better career? I personally don't think it's close, but I also okay. think that TI has one of the better catalogs in terms of catalog artists in hip hop history. Yeah. 
So, okay. you know, I think that's a tough comparison for anybody to go up against T.I. Yeah, well, you already teased it, so let's just get into where were you, Yinka Diz? So I think that this is more important for you than it is for me. But you and really? I were in the same place. Yes. And I'll tell yeah. you why. And you can, you, we talked, we, we, we hinted at this or when we, we did the whole Jay-Z thing. But this is a time frame where New York culture is very prevalent in hip hop. And yeah. the New Yorkers had kind of almost their own inside jokes of, of some of this hip hop stuff that was going on. And sure. and the Dipset thing was almost to some degree a New York inside joke where like <laughs> the New Yorkers fucked with them way harder than we did. They yeah. they loved a lot of silly shit that we didn't, we as, and I'm, I'm saying we as non-New Yorkers, it, like I almost felt like we were on the outside of the joke. Like they got it. And New Yorkers were like, yo, Cam is the illest lyricist ever. He's ill. And we're like, Computers Putin, like, what are you talking about? And the New Yorkers yeah, that's were like, on this album. And, yeah, and the New Yorkers were like, nah, you don't get it, B. You got to be from New York, B. If you're not from New York, you don't get it. So, like, I Fine, feel like I where, don't get it. where I was and where we were, right? We're both we're both in college at the time. Um, we're in Virginia mm -hmm. uh, at a school that had a good amount of kids that came from New York. This is true. And so. The kids that came from New York kind of did the whole New York thing. And, you know, I'm going to just go ahead and preface this that Sham and probably all my New York friends are going to kill me on about this episode. And it, it just is what you. it is. I'm going to just be honest. Um, but, the you know, New Yorkers have a way of, of asserting themselves in a way that can be annoying for people that are not from New York. Um, yeah. And so, you know, that we're, we're around kids who are like, yeah, we're from New York. Everything's way better in New York. If I was in New York, it'd be like this. If we were at this store would have been way better if it was in New York. This food would have been way better if it was in New York. And so, you know, I think Cameron with the pink, you know, hmm. and, then, and, the and then purple and then the purple for this album, you know, yeah. had become huge. Dipset and G Unit were the big like crews. Everybody was around, but but they were New York crews, and so where the where were you is like all the New York kids were touting Cameron as this great lyricist that was taking over the game. In his own way, he was taking over the game. He had his own fashion, his own style. The New Yorkers were squarely in that camp. Us non-New Yorkers rebelled against it. But at the same time, he had some records that were so infectious that we loved yeah. them as well. So I yeah, think that's the, where, where was I. I don't know if you want to piggyback off that or you feel different. Yeah, no, I will add to that, especially if we're going to talk about the New Yorkers when we were in school. Right. And, you know, I don't really blame them. They mm. were annoying, yes. <laughs> but at the same time, what made them truly annoying was that everybody bought it. That's the thing that <laughs> fucking drove me nuts. You know, all these cats from not New York were sweating New Yorkers. Like, get off the fucking dick. Seriously. All these <laughs> dick riders were just, just, oh, it was, it was terrible. Right. That's what really, really drove me nuts. Now, mm. in terms of Cam... Yeah, right. Yeah. He was never somebody I could take seriously, at least not when he came to Rockefeller. The music he was doing then, like, yeah, he had a few good songs in the party, but I uh -huh. didn't take him serious, especially because this is at the time when I started to get even more judgmental than I already was previously. Right. Because as stated in the in the previous episode, how I was starting to transition away from hip hop. I was listening to more jazz, mm -hmm. more soul, more funk, more classic rock, right. more 
quote unquote good music as yeah. I thought. Yeah. And so, you know, I'm listening to a lot of the music that's coming out around 2004, not just right. Cam, not just G unit, whoever. And I'm just like, this stuff is just subpar. Uh -huh. And that's kind of where I was. This is definitely in my own space. I was mm -hmm. making beats. Now, here's the interesting about thing about it, though, mm -hmm. is that because I was making beats with Acid, very loop-friendly, very sample-friendly, mm -hmm. a lot of the beats that I was coming up with were kind of reminiscent of the, what's it, Heat Makers? Heat Makers sound. The producers, right? Yeah. Yeah. Also, except for me, though, it wasn't trying to be Heat Maker so much as it was trying to be RZA and maybe to some mm. extent Kanye. This mm. is back when I was still a fan of Kanye. And West. Heat Makers and uh, Kanye were both very obviously influenced by RZA. So that makes sense. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, no doubt. Yeah. So this is a project that, like I said, I, I didn't even listen to it at the time. I've only listened to it once uh, since to prep for this episode. And it wasn't something that I took serious. That mm. being said, Given that I thought this album was going to be absolute trash and parts of it are <laughs> not very good, right. there are also some songs that I can respect. And mm -hmm. with that, I have to say that while Cameron is not an artist who I like, mm -hmm. he's not an artist that I really get. Mm -hmm. I don't think he made particularly good music, at least not consistently. Mm -hmm. I do respect him as an artist for being bold for yeah. what you said previously and i'm not sure if it was an artist that we i'm not sure if it was an episode that we actually dropped okay but i think on the jewels santana episode which mm -hmm. yeah again i don't think we ever actually released it yeah but you made a comment about how dipset didn't follow the rules mm -hmm. and they were bold about not following the rules yeah the musical rules the hip-hop yeah. rules yeah and given their boldness given how much they just went for it and said mm -hmm. fuck you we don't care we're gonna do what we want to do yeah. i do have to respect that i don't really like it i don't fuck with it but yes. i respect it that's interesting that you say that because in, in our later, you know, when we talk about our, our, our strengths and weaknesses of the album, I definitely go more into detail. With, I'll definitely go into more into detail with that. Mm -hmm. So before we leave uh, the Where Were You, another thing I want to drop about this is I will never forget the fact that, you know, this is around the time where um, well, like we're, we're really getting into piracy impacting releases, you know, um, mm -hmm. in hip hop. And I remember Purple Haze, it took a long time for it to come out. And then, you know, it got bootlegged and leaked before it came out. And I remember going to New York with Siandris and some other cats. Um, <laughs> we, we had a whole, we basically got the school to pay for us to go, to go, to take a trip to New York, which is, is yeah. hilarious. Um, but that's a whole other story for another time. <laughs> uh, but so, uh, and I remember, you know, these like West African bootleggers on 125th street outside with their little, their little blankets with all the CDs. And then when the police would come by, they would fold up the blanket and dip, dip off into Foot Locker or whatever. And I remember buying this CD before it came out, um, a version of Purple Haze that had uh, maybe half of the tracks that are on here, and then a bunch yeah. of random things like Jamaican Joint, the freestyle that they had over uh, over uh, an, an old like uh, you know dancehall breakbeat, etc. But um, it's interesting, you know, how piracy impacted releases, and I think this album you can almost hear how piracy impacted. So. Interesting. You might have to delve into that a little bit further when we talk about more of the specifics 
yeah. on, on which tracks, you know, sequencing, things like that. For sure. Uh, all I can say about the piracy, I mean, look, if it's in Manhattan, if it's in Harlem, you can't knock that hustle, right? So all, all the powers to the bootleggers that we're <laughs> trying to hustle and get money and do all the things that Harlem espouses. Harlem. Yeah, exactly. So uh, critical reception. Critical reception. I feel like the critics like this album. I feel like people Did were they? people were right. upset that it took so long, but I think I think it, it generally got favorable reviews. Um, do you you want to give the the wiki uh, critical reception? Well, it just says that it's generally received positive reviews. There's mm-hmm. no quotes that uh, really caught my attention. Yeah, but I think the actual scores of it. Yeah, I'd say about a B plus. Mm-hmm. Um, there's some that give it right, like a, a middling review, like right on average. But for the most part, mm-hmm. we're talking eights, eight point fives, B plus. That seems what the critical reception is. Yeah. In terms of my friends, I'm mm-hmm. sure that my New York friends love this album. Yeah. A few in particular, and I don't think I think I only had one friend from Harlem. Mm-hmm. The rest were from brooklyn queens or the bronx uh mainly brooklyn okay and but they still love this stuff anyway i don't think yeah. it mattered that it was from harlem yeah my new york friends obviously thought this was the greatest thing since sliced bread um <laughs> i remember buying this cd and buying dj quick a dj quick album the same day and mm-hmm. definitely bumping both of them but i really i remember you know really enjoying the production on this project Um, and you know, again, and so, you know, sorry to say it, but I felt like the emperor's new clothes when it came to Cameron and that, like, I felt like everybody was saying that this guy had clothes on and I was like, yo, he's ass naked. Like, like, you know, (laughs) the cooey, Louie, Lucci, Wucci, Poochie, Hoochie, you know, like to me, I was like, what, what, what is this that y'all are, are, are saying is so amazing lyrically. Um, but I think I kind of got it on this album in that like this was the first Cameron album I was able to listen to and just allow his lyrics to just take a back seat to everything going on in the production. And I think I really enjoyed it from that perspective. I can vibe with you on that if you're talking about putting the lyrics in the background, because mm-hmm. as I was listening to this album on more than half of the songs, I wasn't even paying attention to what he was saying. Like, literally. <laughs> my mind was going elsewhere yeah. and fine. I've got a lot of things going on right now, uh, transitioning to a new place and I'm running around constantly. But mm. usually when I listen to music, I don't disregard the lyrics as much as I did on this. Mm-hmm. And I think that what people, what really gets people's attention isn't even the lyrics itself. I mm-hmm. think it's just the personality. I yes, think it's just yes. the confidence. I think it's the charisma. Yeah. I think it's the boldness. Yeah. I think he's just like, look, this is what I'm doing. Leave you all in ruins. <laughs> Poo-ins, poo-ins. Mom come through in the do it. You know, who the fuck knows what he's saying? Yeah. But it's the it's the gusto, it's the attitude, and Definitely. people like that. And yeah. you know, from a musical perspective, whatever, that doesn't necessarily mean anything to me, but mm. There's there's power in that. I mean, that yeah. shit resonates with fo- listeners, and I can't really knock them for doing that. All I can say is that it's not for me. So yeah. so look, I'll, I'll say this: uh. if anybody wants to come for me, um, <clears throat> Panama, and tell me that like this is musically <laughs> great or this is lyrically great, yeah, you know what? Just save it. I'm not really interested in listening to it. Uh, that opinion. But if uh. you if you were to tell me that like, look, just as a piece of entertainment, mm-hmm. as a piece of a fun experience that this is great. Yeah. Sure. Cool. Yeah. I can respect you for that. I, you know, I will say um, that, 
you know, I think you made this point when we when we talked about Gucci Mane, right? And I was like, well, Gucci right. Mane, you know, like I don't get it. And you're like, you're like, but yeah. he's unique. Gucci. Like he's uniquely himself, and it's something that yes. doesn't exist, right? And 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 yes. I think to some degree that's what Cameron gives us as well, right? Like he's. I mean, this he really leans into this Louis Gucci, Gucci, Pucci, Lucci, Lucci stuff. Right. Like he leans into it to a point where it's just like it's so uniquely him. Right. And then yeah. like his boys also lean into it. Right. But they like they have their own kind of unique takes on this same yeah. style that like he's kind of created and leaned into. So, you know, it's interesting to me because Cameron will tell you you know, every day of the week and twice on Sundays that Juel Santana is a better rapper than he is. And, and, you know, but, but people like Panama will die on the hill that Cam is such a great lyricist and he could have yeah. been one of the great lyricists. And I, I just do not get it because I think, yeah, I, I think to either. some degree, Juel's kind of took the thing Cam was doing and elevated it, you know, in a way that mm -hmm. Lord Finesse is an ill MC. And then Big L was, you know, basically tracing Lord Finesse and then he took what Lord Finesse did and he took it to the next level like I, I almost feel like Jewel's did the same with what Cam's flow was but then we're we're all still trying to tout Cam I guess as the father of the style as this great lyricist but I, I just don't hear it like I can point out specific freestyles from Jewel's that you know that I can say yo Jewel's was a dope lyricist Cam, with the exception of maybe one or two verses, Welcome to New York City being one of them, obviously, you're standing next to Jay-Z, you're going to come up with your, your very best performance. But other than like one or two, I don't really see it at all. But anyway, <laughs> I don't want to kill it. You know, maybe we should move on to, you want to do highlights? Uh, sure, I'll start with the highlights. Um, cool. I do have some highlights. Let's do I, it. My highlights are going to be song-oriented. There's okay. nothing that I can take away from the album that's a highlight to me. Okay. Other than the fact that Cameron is bold. So I respect yes. it, but that's yes. not really a highlight. Okay. So I'll go with the song highlights and you can ex expand on these points as well if they're highlights for yours. But obviously I do have to respect the song Killer Cam. Yes. Um, the beat on that, even though I don't really care about the lyrics or the flow, it was a song that I was cool with then, and it has aged just as well. Yes. It's still a good piece of music sonically. Um, yep. Yeah, I, I fuck with the song. It's, Love it. It's cool. Yes. Yeah. Now, this was the same guy who did a track on, on Joel's album. Is yeah. that right? Dip said, let's the, the, get the, it on. On. His name is right. Opera, oh, Opera Steve. Is what they call it. Opera Steve. All right. And so he's the person doing the vocals for this, right? Yeah. I think he's like Palestinian and he's actually a member of like the Harlem Opera. I don't remember oh, okay. how. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah. I don't remember how they got a hold of him, but yeah, he sings that in the background. Okay. Another song I'll say is a highlight, which was, it was kind of predictable. It was cool back then. And again, it has aged well. Mm -hmm. That's cool now. And that is Down and Out. Now, this was a yes. beat that. Kanye West took credit for it, but he yes. did not produce this. If I, am I, is that correct? Precisely. Yeah, he took credit for it. He actually ended up doing a skit on one of his random mixtapes. This is back when, you know, uh, Kanye was on his way up, and where he actually says, you know, uh, actually Brian Allday Miller or whatever the dude's name is actually produced this. Uh, but I liked it so much that I didn't tell people that I didn't do it or something like that. I mean, I, I appreciate the candor now, but how he ever made that decision back then is kind of... Uh, 
And it's funny because when people talk about um, Kanye's best beats, this one always gets mentioned. And then I feel like the asshole being like, hey, uh, actually, Kanye didn't make that beat. <laughs> so I mean, <laughs> you don't have to be an asshole. Just tell folks it's like, that's just not his beat. Yeah. You know, it's, that's Brian All Day. That's, right. that's his name, right? Yeah, Brian All Day Miller. Yeah. So another song for me, which is a highlight, which... I thought Kanye produced this only because the first time I heard this beat was when Jay-Z did his Fade to Black documentary okay. Okay. about the making of this album. Yeah. And this was one of the beats that didn't make the album, but Jay-Z's reaction to hearing it was like was really entertaining. Like I love it when you see YouTube clips of MCs reacting to beats, like, oh my God, like what is this? Yeah. And he has like this stank face, like, oh, this is this is dope. Which and record that's is the that? song Dope Man. Dope man. Oh yeah, I remember that. This beat is crazy. So supposedly, um, that's not actually the beat that he's listening to. Oh really? So this is. I remember what you're talking about. It's a scene where Just Blaze is playing records for Jay. No, nah, it was Kanye. Oh, was it Kanye? Yeah, I think but, it was Kanye. But I think what what Just was saying was some of the records that they were playing for for Jay. They didn't clear those samples. And so as a result uh, of that, they replaced the, the beats with other beats that they actually did have the rights to. And so um just was felt slighted because there's like a cup there's a couple of parts where Jay gives him feedback on the record and he's like, oh, it's too simple or whatever. But the beat that we're hearing is not the beat that he actually played him. And so he was really mad because he was oh, like, yo, it makes, it makes it look like I don't know what I'm doing. You know, like my shit's whack. But it actually wasn't whack. They just couldn't play the actual beat I was playing him. So anyway, this is a random thing. Well, either way, this beat is fucking bananas. It's my favorite beat on the album. Wow. It's not close. I, yeah, I love throwback wow. beats from the eight from like the west coast 80s yeah. sound like i love i love if, if you can modernize like mm. that west coast 80s hip-hop bounce yeah. like i'm all for that and i, I this, didn't like this, this beat has it oh my i just love the beat yeah i just love the beat and because of because i like the beat so much i can tolerate both jim jones and cameron on it mm. it's cool like i was i was definitely vibing to it when i was you know because this was actually the first time i've heard this song not on that fade to black clip uh, right so i was like oh so this is where that beat ended up i've yeah. always liked this beat so huh. i'm just gonna ride to this and listen to it twice and then i'll go on to the rest of the album right yeah i i, I fucking love this track okay so all right next one for me uh adrenaline this is a good song okay. and one of the reasons why it's a good song is because I think Cameron only has one verse. <laughs> Twista has two verses. And I'm not the biggest fan of Twista. Uh -huh. But, you know, I might have been sleeping on him a little bit. He's probably he's definitely good. Yeah, um, he's definitely good. And I, I know that might sound like I'm underselling it, but I never really cared for him in Man. the past. And uh -huh. maybe it's because the stuff that he did with The Rock, like as a commercial artist, right. I didn't really care about. Right. But on this track and on some other ones, I've heard him. He's dope. And this was a good good beat good song i dug it and that's pretty much it i mean there's some other songs that are like all right i remember this one like hey mm -hmm. lady i remember that get them mm -hmm. girls i remember that yeah you know yeah. but aside from that those, those those are my highlights okay so i think our highlights are very different from each other our highlights and lowlights okay. some of the your highlights are my lowlights but in this scenario i also have what i call meh lights Right. 
All and, right. And that there's there's some like middling things about this album that I don't feel strongly either way about. Um, and there's some things that I have mixed feelings about. So I'll start with the highlights. Right. So okay. my number one highlight is production. I think the production right. carries this album. I think that, that, that there are some really, really good beats here. Um, I like the sonic quality of the overall project. Mm -hmm. um, so that, that's my number one highlight. Um, my second highlight, and, I, and, and it might even be a mud light. Like, I don't, I don't know if, it, I don't know if I'm, I love it, but Mizzle. Um, and the okay. reason I give Mizzle kind of a highlight is I, I like when albums have kind of like a consistent theme, like something that strings them together. And so the oh, fact right. that Mizzle has multiple appearances kind of gives, a, a, you know, a certain cohesiveness to the album. Okay. Um, so I got Killer Cam, of course. You ca you have to have Killer Cam. Like this is yeah. this is a great piece of music. Love it uh, to this very day. I remember, t like I told you, we went to New York. I bought this CD from a bootlegger. And the Killer Cam song was on there, and it was my first time hearing that. And we put that joint in, and we were riding back to, to Charlottesville, listening to the CD. And that song, I must have run that song five times on that trip. And I could not get Killer Cam, Killer Cam, come, Killer Cam out of my head. Like, I could not get that melody out of my head. It's it's incredible. Um, I'm a chicken head skit is, is a, 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 a highlight for me. And no, right. I, because I think this is peak Cameron skit. Like you almost don't have like, like every other Cameron skit aspires to be this Cameron skit, right? Like you have this yeah. chick, she's telling him about how she's going to get crazy on him because he's a piece of shit. And then, you know, she's trying to go in on him and she's like, yeah, I'm a chicken head. Quack, quack, quack. And he's like, that's a, that's a duck. duck, stupid. <laughs> Yo, that, Don't I'm, call me no more. Fine, change your number. Blah, blah, change blah, blah. your number. I'm going to show eye. up. I'm going to punch you in your nose. Yeah, uh, that, that, that skit is, is Pete Cameron. So it has to be on this no, album. Right. Uh, so it's a highlight for me. Bubble music. The reason bubble music is a highlight for me is that um, I think one of the things that I, I actually love about Heatmakers is that they're very clearly New York West Indians. And uh, they do a really good job of sampling, you know, these Jamaican records and, you know, in, a, in their own unique and authentic way. And so, you know, bubble music, um, you know, sample Steel Pulse, really dope. Like, you, you had to have grown up listening to reggae music to, to make that beat. And that's why I love it so mm -hmm. much. Okay. Uh, so, I mean, it's not like they said anything on there, but the, the beat is just incredible. Uh, family Ties is a highlight for me. Reason Family Ties is a highlight for me is because I'm one of the people who wanted to know whatever happened to Nicole Ray. Nicole Ray came out with uh, under Missy. I posted, uh, they did an unsung on her. Um, and um, so I posted it on, on, on the 80s Babies page. Was a big fan of her. She had that Make It Hot song. It was huge. Then she kind of disappeared. Then suddenly she popped up on The Rock. And it was like, what? And she never put anything out. Uh, for like years and then she popped up on this song and i was like oh shit nicole ray and then she killed it and i was like yo and then she did a couple other things with them she she put out a, a record um what was it called if i was your girlfriend she put she put that single out shortly after that but anyway um so i'm not sure if nicole ray had the voice to carry like a solo project she was very she had a good sexy voice yeah. and appeal to be a feature yeah. i just remember those lips mm -hmm. <laughs> Yeah, I like she, Nicole Ray. She Go was ahead. cool. I like Nicole Ray. She was dope. Um, let me let me keep going on my highlights, and then I'll get to my highlights. 
Uh, so my so my highlights, uh, get them girls is actually a highlight. Okay. Um, and it's just cause like, I think you know that energy we talk about from Cam. That just like, you know, I don't give a fuck. I'm from New York. This is what I'm doing. We shoot dice right. out here, whatever. You know, this is like a little dice shooter. It's kind of like I love the dough that you get from Biggie. Like this is like Cam's joint with get them girls. I like it. Gotcha. Um, and then Dipset Forever is is a highlight for me. I think that that should have closed the album. Um, I think that that's a really good just like. You know, this is my crew. It would have been even doper if they had the rest of Dipset on it, but that's fine. <clears throat> and then this is a highlight, but it wasn't even really on the album. Lord You Know was a single with Jaheem. It's one of the best songs on here, and it never it wasn't on the album. But I think mm. it was on my little bootleg version of Purple Haze. <laughs> so that's a highlight. So I'll get to the mud lights, and then you yes. can tell me if you if you agree or how, how you feel, and then we can move out of that. So all right. So the mud lights, um, girls and hey lady, and even more reasons, right? These okay. are these are mud lights because I have mixed feelings about them. Um, I right. feel like we talked about the rules on the jewels episode, which we haven't released. We'll probably just need to just put it out, and we probably will. But um, you know, so Dipset kind of made this their brand, where you know they would take these records that like are just so obvious and so such hit records that everybody loves and and they would like redo them in a way that was almost cringeworthy so on Joel's uh, yeah. album they redid let's get it on like it's like why oh, the fuck would you God. redo let's get it on it's the one of the most amazing classic iconic songs that most of us will probably conceive to right like except except when we made that a classic you decided to keep that song on the album. And and that's why it's a mud light, right? Is that I'm saying like, <laughs> like I, I, I almost respect the fact that they said, fuck the rules, because that was very yeah. obviously a rule in hip hop was that you would never take something so obvious. So when I hear a record like More Reasons, where you take Reasons by Earth, Wind and Fire, that's like one yeah. of the most beautiful songs that was ever created. And then you rap yeah. some like doggy doggy, Louie Louie on top of it. It's just like, are you serious? But at the same time, the way they lean into it, just like, yo, this this is just us. Fuck it. We just going to do it. I kind of respect it because they made it their brand. Yeah. yeah. So it's yeah. like, I, I have mixed feelings about it. And I feel that way about girls because girls just want to have fun. Cindy Lauper, big record. Hey, lady, um, I want to be your man. Like, these are huge 80s records. And they just, yeah. just took them. So that's a mud light. I get what they're trying to do. They invoke the nostalgia. When you hear it, you're like, oh, it, it brings back that nostalgia. But then at the same time, you feel, you know, mixed about it. Um, mm. Shake, I feel, is a meh light. Like, okay. I mean, it's cool. The, the, the beat's cool. The hook is really not good. The, the flow is very just Cameron. It's just a really middle of the road record. Uh, and then lastly, uh, Take Him to Church. I love yeah. Uncasa. Um, I love that he kind of gave us a little bit of a posse cut here, but like the beat is just okay. The song is just okay. Um, and I think I would have had to be from Harlem to really appreciate this record because at the end of the record, he shouts out all these hoods in Harlem. I'm, I'm sure if Sam listens to this joint, she's going to be like, yo, he shouted out my project. I love that song. But like, that's cool. I don't care. Like I didn't care. So, I mean, it's, it's not bad. It's just not good. So those are my Yeah, I mean, 
when that song came on, I thought the album was already over. So right. I was like, oh, there's another great. There's another song. I guess right. I have to listen to this one too. <laughs> exactly. So, uh, yeah. any thoughts or anything you want to add to the lights, or do you want to go straight into your low lights? Well, I'll tell you what. My low lights are going to be my med lights. I don't okay. have any specific low light tracks because okay. I don't care about this project. <laughs> I was really indifferent to this entire listening experience. Okay. Because you talk about how the production on this album is good. And mm -hmm. you know what? Fine. I guess parts of it are okay. Mm -hmm. It's also really monotonous. His mm -hmm. flow is really monotonous. That's true. You know, here's my thing about it. Mm -hmm. um, and I understand that we can't be too particular with these artists all the time, particularly hip hop, because we have some real innovators in the game, both musically and lyrically. And mm -hmm. a lot of the MCs that we like, they're not on that level. So we can't ask that of everybody. Right. But at the same time, I've heard folks put Cameron on that level. And when I can predict every fucking song he's going to do, <laughs> how is that good? Seriously, I'm, I, I want somebody, one of our listeners uh -huh. to listen to that question and listen to it very seriously and don't respond with some fucking troll response. For real. Uh -huh. If I can predict, predict everything that he's going to do and say on a song, uh -huh. Just the, the the general theme of it. Yeah. Is it is it really like that impressive? You, to me, it's not. That was my experience listening to this whole, whole time. It's like, hey, uh -huh. Cam's doing Cam. Yeah. Uh, there more loops, more sped up, more whatever. Yeah. Nothing, you know. Like occasionally, the heat makers are doing something good. Like uh -huh. you know, uh, the bubble music. It, it has some decent qualities to it. Yeah. There are some decent pieces of music on here. I'm, I'm not going to take that away. Um, and given the fact that I do like a few other songs on this album, mm. I can see why, if you're a fan of Cameron, you would hold this album in very high esteem. Can I, I totally get can it. Can I give a counter argument to yours, though? Sure. I kind of agree with you that, you know, especially for folks like us who kind of like to, like kind of like when, when artists think outside of the box and like give us something like creative and unique. Um, mm -hmm. There's also something to be said for like consistency. And I think consistency gets you fame and notoriety in music a lot more than a lot of other things, especially in this time frame, right? Because, because, and this is the time frame where, where Lil Wayne was dropping 10 mixtapes a year, you know, uh, yeah. Dipset between projects was, was dropping mixtapes and, and every artist on their, on their little roster was, was dropping their own mixtape, J.R. Ryder's mixtape, this person's mixtape. And there's something to be said for like consistency to where, you know, people know what they're going to get from you and they know they can go to you and get it every time. Right. And I think okay. that's some, that's kind of what Dipset gave us with their brand. Right. Is that like th there is something very consistent about their output in this time frame, whereas just like, yeah, you know, I'm going to get the sped up soul samples and the, you know, the, the, the jiggy Harlem game you know, and the drug dealer raps, you know, like I'm a, get, that's what I'm gonna get from Cam. And so when I want to listen to that, I know I can go to Cam and get that. You get what I mean? So because the rest of our listeners don't need variety or are fine, which is the same old thing. I have to pretend like this is quality. I mean, I, what you're talking about in terms of consistency, mm -hmm. I would call being a one trick pony. And if that's your thing, cool, you know, go enjoy the pony show. But for me, he has some standout songs on this album and they're mm. fine. But the rest of the filler track, it's the same thing. Yeah. 
I don't know why there's 24 songs on this. Take out the skits, what, 19, 18 tracks? Right. This song, this album could be seven seven tracks long <laughs> yeah. and it would feel the same. Like in terms of like the you. themes that you're getting from the album, yeah, yeah. they don't need to be that many songs. I it's really that. Yeah. And so that's why I don't have any lowlights because I okay. just don't care about <laughs> this kind of music. To, to me, uh, I think the, the people who really, really like, this stuff mm. but know it's kind of silly but mm. say that it's really good like they're just mm -hmm. trolling <laughs> and i just don't have the time or energy to really deal with that trolling so mm. I, I i don't have anything really negative to say about it like i'm not uh -huh. going to trash it it's just okay. not for me and i just don't care yeah. to listen to the opinions of folks who are going to try to convince me that it's good like let's uh -huh. just you know call it what it is i'm going to be over here in my camp yeah. We can all just agree to disagree. I mean, that's just that's just that's, that's just what it is. So I liked the album at the time, and I and I still it it, it wasn't a bad listen for me. Um, but it's definitely something that if it if this was the tape era and not the CD era, and I wasn't able to skip yeah. past some of this stuff, I wouldn't have listened to this whole project. So I'll give my lowlights. Uh, my biggest lowlight is length. We we didn't need twenty four mm -hmm. tracks of this. I agree wholeheartedly with you. I mean, honestly, you you were right. Like if if this joint was like between seven to ten songs, I would have enjoyed it a lot more, and I would I wouldn't have gotten anything different away from it than what I did. Right? Like it didn't it mm -hmm. it wouldn't change between it being a seven song and a twenty four song album. Like I would have gotten the same message out of it. So I agree with right. you. Uh, length is my biggest low light. Um, sequencing is a big low light. Um, you know. Why was Take Him to Church at the end of the record when I already got, <laughs> you know, Dipset Forever? Like you told me, Dipset Forever, you know, you waved your flag in the sky, you, you, you know, you kicked your field goal and then you came back. And and you came back in a way that I didn't even need because like, they want you know? more camps, son. <laughs> and um, they want more Harlem, son. And in and in the sequencing, you know, I'm gonna give what I call the false start of this album. This album, it felt okay. like I got a false start because. I got mm. intro and I got more gangster music and you know and I got get down, right? Right. And then like that like that was like the album started off and then it said welcome to Purple Haze and I was like okay like what the fuck was I listening to for the last 3 songs? <laughs> and then it and then Killer Cam drops and I'm like okay this is the start of the album. So the album starts yeah. on track 4. Like that's bad sequence. That's fair. You got to do a better job of like, you know, introduce the album bring it out with a dope song like it could have started at track four and been a better album to me so that's whoever did the sequencing here they they fucked up there to me um and you know okay. I, there's various other examples that i can give you of of just bad sequencing here where like you know this album doesn't carry your attention and you you know you have parts where you're just like you know you, you get bored or you know like we talked about the um you know how amazing 2001 is in that tribute and how you just have like a right. 10 song run where there's some records that may not be your favorite record like you, you you may not listen to that individually but you can listen to it on the run because it's very well sequenced and i don't feel that way mm -hmm. on this album at all um okay my next low light is features there and and i'll tell you why features um there is no standout verse on this album not from cameron which is fine because he's the main artist and i personally don't think he's that transcendent of a lyricist so that's just my personal opinion but mm -hmm. in on his previous project which i feel was a lot more focused um there were standout verses on that album so 
Welcome to New York City. Jay-Z came and he dropped a crazy verse. And so when people hearken back to that album, they talk about that verse. Um, you know, the what it, um, I'm 18 and live a crazy life. You know, that was a verse that people still quote to this very day. If you ask me to recite a verse off of this album, I might say computer's putin and that's it. <laughs> so like, you know, you know, Cam has some people, other people on his album, but nobody really gives you a verse that you remember. Um, I would say right. maybe Kanye's hook on Down and Out is is memorable. You know, like there's yeah. there's a few memorable things that people do on hooks here, but there's no memorable verse here. So you know, as an as a as a, a somebody who to me is not a standout lyricist, but you're putting together a 24 track album, you got to put some features in there so I can hear a verse that I care about. And that didn't happen. Right, um, okay. Dope Man was a low light for me. Um, I got you. And so for, uh, I just love that beat. So for me, the reason it's a, a, a low light is um, one of the things that I don't like about this era is this is still an era where you have your girl records, your club records, your this record. And this was very much the, all right, we got to have a Cali record on here. Like this, this is going to be the record where we talk about Cali. And then we have a, fu- a funky though. worm sample and and yeah. we're oh we're really gonna take them to Cali. Like That's right. I, I, I'm, I didn't, I'm here for it. I, I wasn't here for it. And and I think mm-hmm. a much I think this this very camp did a much better job at that. And it was much less um blatant with certified gangsters, right? Um okay. J- Jim Jones took a, a very clear, you know, he did a very clear remake of an easy E record. Went to to Cali, got game on it, the whole nine, and it was my I'm going to Cali record, but it just didn't sound like oh hey let's just go to Cali why I don't know let's just go there like it, I didn't I didn't like that. Um, okay. My next one and it's funny because I'm now going to contradict myself. Adrenaline Rush is a low light for me. Here's All the right. reason why. One of the things I don't like that Dipset made their own thing is they they kind of made it their brand to remake very classic hip hop records in their own image. So for okay. example, they so did- So this Bowdy is taken Bowdy. from something? Adrenaline Rush is is like Twista's most famous song. Yeah, but you know, I, I just got through saying that I don't know yeah. that much about Twista. So, so. so there's an original Adrenaline Rush and it's, it's, from, okay. it's from the 90s and it's one of Twista's most popular songs. So basically uh-huh. they did their own version of, of Adrenaline Rush. I don't need that. I can go back and listen to Adrenaline Rush and I don't have to hear camera. Uh, you know? Okay. Similarly, they did Bout It, Bout It over again. I don't know if you remember that. There's a Bout It, Bout It. I remember that, dip yeah. Set. They did Ambitions as a Rider over again on his last album. I don't need a Cameron version of Ambitions as a Rider. So I don't want to hear any Dipset version of a classic album or, or a classic record unless it's on a mixtape. Don't put it on your studio album. I don't need to hear you over Adrenaline Rush or Ambitions as a Rider or Bout It, Bout It. I'd rather listen to those songs. So okay. those are my lowlights. All right. <laughs> cool. I mean, I don't have anything to add to that. I've already given my mad lights, my low lights. Yeah. Yeah. So any other thoughts about the album before we uh we, we... I'm curious what does Cam decide to do for is he gonna go on tour and wrap the album? Is that what he's gonna do? <laughs> I'm assuming he's not gonna do or that. Perform the album? Um I would What's assume do? what what people typically do is um uh, some sort of re release of the album. I don't know, maybe purple vinyls. Or something like that. Probably some re-release mm. of the album. He'll probably promote it on social media. He may even mess around and do, you know, some tour dates similar to how Most Def did his. 
uh, you mm -hmm. know, a few dates where he performs this album or the bulk of this album. But I, I don't okay. know. He hasn't made the announcement yet as to how he's going to, you know, do that. So. Well, hey, we're contributing to the Purple Haze promotional run. So yeah, let's get it. to 80s babies. You know what else is funny is, isn't it interesting that in this time frame, Kanye West is like, it's Cam and then it's Kanye. And Cam's like doing Kanye a favor by like letting him view on his album. Like, it's just yeah. so funny how like things change. Cause I mean, <laughs> you know, for all the shit we talk about Kanye on this, on this podcast, like, you know, Kanye is obviously a much huger artist than, than, you know, uh, Cameron is at this point. And mm -hmm. um, it's just so interesting kind of the ebbs and flows of music. You know, even when we were talking on the last podcast episode about, you know, T.I. and I and I mentioned, you know, T.I. and Lil Wayne and you were like, well, Lil Wayne wasn't even quite there yet. And it's like with given the landscape of how hip hop is now, I can't even imagine a landscape where like Lil Wayne and the indelible impact that Lil Wayne has had on hip hop isn't even there yet. You know, so it's just it's just kind of funny and crazy where we were here uh, for this album. I got you. Anyway, shout out to Killer. Shout out to Harlem. Yeah. Yeah, shout out to all the, the fans of Cam and the fans of Purple Haze. Uh, I'm glad y'all like this. I'm glad that there's a space for this. Yeah, It just doesn't need to be in my vicinity, my proximity. So here's a question, right? As a non-Cam fan, do you like mm -hmm. this better or his previous album, Come Home With Me, with Oh Boy and all those records on it? I haven't listened to that one either. Ah. <sighs> Man, I would have thought, I thought you do your homework for these. I thought I would have thought you listened to it prior. Dude, <laughs> dude, it was enough to ask me just to listen to this one time, <laughs> you know. I can't state this enough that mm. 2003 to 2000 and I don't know, up until recently, I really wasn't listening to a lot of hip hop, you know. And mm -hmm. so I was listening to other things to help me kind of understand hip hop better. But mm -hmm. I actually think that hip hop really just got bad. Mm -hmm. And, you know, like I don't, I don't have to sit here and support it or listen to it if mm -hmm. it's just not good. And maybe it's also quite possible that my ears matured and started to recognize mm -hmm. that like maybe hip hop in general just wasn't a very good art form. I don't believe that that is the case. I do believe genuinely that mm -hmm. the music had, had deteriorated and it doesn't mean that they didn't have likable projects pop up here and there. It doesn't mean that people couldn't take things from it and still enjoy it and still rap the verses and, and you know, have it really resonate and sit with them. That's all well and good. But I think just generally, like musically, it got to the point where it just kind of went downhill. I think after like 2002, 2003, shit really went downhill. So in the parties, so, when we were playing, you know, Dipset Anthem and, and you know, I Oh partied. Boy and Hey Mob, did you enjoy those records? I enjoyed alcohol. <laughs> I enjoyed butts. You know, that's what I enjoyed. So the, <laughs> the music didn't matter too much. I mean, there were some songs that when they came on, I was just jamming to the song. Mm. You know what I mean? But for the most part, like if I had the liquor in my system and there's a girl dancing in front of me, I don't really care what's playing. I'm uh, just surprised really that like the flip of I'm going down into Oh Boy or the flip of Easy Like Sunday Morning into Hey Ma, like those those sample chops did not appeal to you given the type of production that you were doing at this time. That's fair. But when I'm on the bus or when I'm doing work or when I'm by myself, 
I'm not going to listen to this stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There is a difference between group music and solo music, right? Like mm -hmm. everybody, I'm convinced that everybody on the planet who listens to music has music that their friends probably don't know they listen to. And mm -hmm. they just, they listen to it by themselves. They don't really share it. And they have particular things that they like. Okay. But the music they talk about is the group music that everybody talks about, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And that's what this is. This is group music. This mm -hmm. is not solo reflective. I'm just going to enjoy myself music. Mm. And, you know, what, for me, I'm not saying that group music can't be great. I mean, obviously there's some stuff that can cross over on both ends, mm -hmm. but this is not one of those projects to me. And yet I think people try to convince me that it is. Mm -hmm. And like I said, that's why I'm like, look, just, you know, hold it. We don't need to have this conversation. <laughs> it, I'm over here. You're over there. That's fine. Like, we don't need to agree on this. Yeah. So, yeah. Man, this was a tough tribute. <laughs> <laughs> I enjoyed this album. Uh, I actually still still enjoy this album, um, but, you know, okay. again, to kind of put a bow on it, um, I think we really could have cut this album down uh, to size mm -hmm. and and made, yeah. you know, the same album, but but a more potent version of yeah. it. Yeah. So, all right. Well, I think that will do it for this episode. Um, and, you know, we've been getting a little bit more feedback on the podcast, which is great. Yeah. Listeners out there, whether you're new or old, please, you know, if you see us on Facebook or even on SoundCloud, like, and you have an opinion, you know, drop the message, send, yeah, for drop sure. the comment, send us a message. We will respond. Share the podcast with your friends. For uh, sure. T H E 80 Z B A B I E S at gmail.com. SoundCloud, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, Spotify. We're on all that stuff. Uh, spread the word. Uh, iTunes. Yeah. Drop us a rating on iTunes. Drop us a five star rating in a, in a, in a comment and review yeah, yeah. If, if you like the show. Um, and we be getting positive feedback. We appreciate all that, but sure. you know we could always use your support even more. So yeah, and shout yeah. out to shout out to homie that said we were dead wrong about the chronic. Don't even trip. We gonna we gonna get you when you send us that email. We gonna we gonna bring that up on the podcast. Don't even trip. And anybody else who has <laughs> similar or differing opinions, again, feel free to you know put that feedback out there as well. We, we welcome you. All right, peace, peace. This the realest since Kumbaya Kumbaya, killer can My lord, still the man with the pants Skrilla fam, on board Now bitches, they wanna new to me Niggas, they wanna to me The hooligan and hula hands Maneuvering's nothing new to me Doggy, I'm from the land of grime Pan, pan, gram a dime Not toes or MC When I say hammer time Beef, I hammer mine When I get my hands on nines If I have on bam alive Corduroy's camera shine Canary burgundy I call it lemon red Yellow diamonds in my ear, call them lemon heads. Lemon head, end up dead. Ice like Winnipeg. Gemstone, Flintstones, you can say I'm friends with Fred. One happy scrappy, I got Pataki at me. Bitches say I'm tacky, daddy. Range look like Laffy Taffy. Sing. It's me. Clap. Sing. It's me. Clap. Sing. Clap. <laughs> it's me.